I'll be like, hey, y'all should pause this recording, watch these episodes we recommend, and then unpause, and you can hear us talk about the episode. Did you mention which ones? Warning. This episode contains spoilers for How I Met Your Mother, Season 4, Episode 9, titled The Naked Man. Also, spoilers for How I Met Your Mother, Season 4, Episode 18, titled The Murtaugh List, or maybe just Murtaugh. But if it's an episode about laser tag and about Murtaugh, from the Lethal Weapon franchise, then it's that episode. Also, thanks for listening. That's so nice of you. I hope you enjoy this episode of After the Laugh Track. This is the first instance of malfeasance by the commissioner of what we're seeing. At some point, some Chinese food's going to pull up and we're going to pause the recording and eat it. Josh Groban! He's eating his own sushi! That's the most baller thing I've ever seen! And like, everyone doesn't look good naked all the time. I love this cornbread so much, I want to take it behind a middle school and get it pregnant. Beans, man. I live by the quarry. We should hang out by the quarry and throw things down there. What you doing? Hey, girl. Come on, our cats were just about to have sex. Ooh, shaking his fanny at us. <laughs> Meow. Mother, may I? Bone! Welcome to After the Laugh Track. I am Derek Weber. <laughs> Sorry. And that was Eric Lacoste giving you a nice eagle, evil chartle. Oh. <laughs> I can't do evil chartles or laughs. Uh-uh. Well, yeah. There, there, are, there are characters in this episode that we're going to talk about that can do it perfectly. That's true. That is, a, that is 100% true. Uh, Eric and I are here to talk about How I Met Your Mother today. Uh, in a couple different ways. But before we get into that, I have something I want to pull out of a bag to show Eric real quick. Ooh, I'm so excited. I don't, I don't know what this is. I didn't know this existed until I just stopped at a dollar store on my way here to get a beverage. And uh-huh. I wound up getting two beverages because I discovered that fucking Yoohoo still exists. Oh, you didn't know Yoohoo still Dude, existed? I thought Yoohoo was gone. No. I hadn't seen it in years. Just presumed it died by the wayside somewhere. I thought like Snapple was, that, it was just Did you gone. go to the one right, right over here by yeah, me? Yeah, like right, but like yeah. a mile away from me. Less than a mile, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have a, they have that, and they sell a bunch of like dollar cans of soda. But yeah, YooHoo is, yep, is definitely saw, alive and. I saw well. it, and I was like, man, I've got to get a freaking YooHoo. Like, I don't, is I don't it know. Cold? It's pretty cold. Yeah, I'm okay. about to, I'm about to find out if it's good. Still, I uh, uh, give, I give you the nice pop of the microphone alert. there. I, I had YooHoo maybe like six years ago, five years ago. Still holds up. Yeah, that's pretty money still. Yeah, it's mystery chocolate drink. Whatever you are, chocolate, you're delicious. Chocolate drink. Yeah, is exactly what it is. Shake it, Yoohoo! Chocolate did, wait, drink. Did you shake it? I did shake okay, it. Okay, good. Yeah, because you got all this extra syrup in the bottom. Yep. You got to get all that extra chocolatey goodness up in there. 
chocolatey goodness was my nickname in college. Man, that was a weird nickname for you in college. <laughs> I, know, I know. I told them. Yeah. I said, that's not a good nickname for me. Yeah. I'm like, were you hanging out with Desi a lot? And they just, yeah, like, were just like, yeah. they were just mixing you two up for some reason? <laughs> yep. Well, you were supposed to be white chocolatey goodness. That makes sense. He was, yeah. he was Vanilla chocol- Thunder. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's just like, all right. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Irony. Irony. Ha ha ha. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, Eric and I have an idea that we're going to roll out here. This is our first time examining an individual series here on After the Laugh Track. And the way we want to talk about it today is through the lens of two specific episodes. And not just specific episodes that we just happen to like a lot. But we chose these episodes with the intention of luring in someone who may not have ever seen How I Met Your Mother. We think we've each picked an episode that would be an outstanding way to check it out and feel out if you like it or not before diving in at the beginning of the series. So yeah, we're going to dive in. We each have these episodes here. Our lure in, get you interested in the show episodes. We'll come up with a more catchy title for it by the time I title this episode. We'll see. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just name it a really long mouthful type of name. You should just literally name it Really Long Mouthful Name. Yeah, that's a pretty good episode title. Actually, that'll work. Really Long Mouthful Name. (laughs) So, I have chosen... Well, originally, so it's funny when we were talking about this, I originally chose the episode Monday Night Football, which is a season two episode, which takes place after the gang has to go to a funeral for a bartender at McLaren's. And that funeral happens to be the night of the Super Bowl. So they all decide they're going to go out of their way the next day to avoid spoilers for what happened during the Super Bowl. And so they can watch the Super Bowl on Monday night together and still be surprised. Um, in my head, I, I've, I thought really highly of this episode and I rewatched it. And I was like, I think I can do better as far as ways to hook people in. I think it's a good episode of How I Met Your Mother. I wouldn't put it amongst the great episodes. So then I veered. And I started thinking through my brain. And I was like, hey, what episodes do I just really love? And The Naked Man hit me. Which is Just for quick clarification, if you did want to watch Monday Night Football, it is season two, episode 14. Thank you there, sir. That's mighty fine of you. So then I jumped over to season four, I believe episode nine, called The Naked Man. And this is much more pinnacle How I Met Your Mother stuff. Uh, the Naked Man is definitely an episode that is a classic full gang romp. Uh, no terribly high stakes, no terribly uh, plot moving stuff happening. Because uh, How I Met Your Mother is in the category of sitcoms with a lot more continuous plot than some. Yeah, there's a, there's definitely a lot more going on, and it's one one of the things that's interesting with How I Met Your Mother is how well they play with time. Bouncing back in time, bouncing to the present, bouncing to the future, bouncing maybe two years later from our present. And they, they play with the timeline and they use it all to tell this overarching story about the mother. Yeah, all, But this episode, episode doesn't have any of that. Every episode pretty much starts with the kids in 2030. So they usually will start by like, this time I did this or yeah. whatever. Fun fact there, those children uh, only shot for one season... And then they just used the B-roll of them over and over again watching for the rest of the series. Because, well, you know, they grew up and they were supposed to be the same age all the way through. So Do you remember? Kept that footage. I don't think I know this for sure. Did they film the scene with them 
at the from the very last episode. Did they film that in season one? Yes, they filmed that at the very beginning, and they both had very expensive contract writers to keep the secret. That is difficult. Yeah, you're talking about. I, I believe at the time the two actors were 17 and 14. Yeah, that they had cast for those uh, roles, and yeah, those kids held on to that secret for eight and a half ish years. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, well done by them. Well done. Yeah, um, the actress who plays the daughter, I forget her name. Lindsay Fonseca. Thank you. I was like, she's actually done. She's actually done some work post time at your mother. Yeah, Um, I remember her doing a bunch. She tweeted out like the day after the finale that she was so happy she could finally talk about it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because she she knew the whole time. But uh, yeah, so the naked man. Oh, she was in Kick Ass. She was indeed in Kick Ass. Yeah, she was like Kick Asses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, she did a bunch of stuff. Yeah, she's been out here working. Yeah, good for her. So, the naked man, the basic premise of this episode is Robin goes on a date that it does not go well. And before uh, the date is concluded, Ted arrives home while Robin is outstairs on their soup on the phone. To find a strange gentleman. Wait, did you say soup or stoop? Stoop. It sounded like you said soup to me. She's sitting standing on the, on the soup standing outside. Standing on the soup outside. Wait, uh, is it chicken noodle? Or what kind of soup would you stand on? Ooh, well, I mean, it's got to be a hearty soup. That's true. It's got to be a thick boy. A thick boy Pref- soup. Preferably with some like noodles and or big meat chunks to stand on. Hmm, loaded baked potato. Ooh, that's a... Potato is yeah. very thick. Yeah, that's a, that's a good soup to stand on. You know on. what, though? French onion. Ooh. Because you have the cheese on the top that's yes. burnt. That's yeah, probably yeah, the that burnt sta- th- that's the uh that's the uh the standing tray essentially. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's a platform, if you will. Yeah. A soupy platform. A sweet, soupy, cheesy platform. Now I want soup. Dude, I always kinda want soup. Yeah. That's a good point. Soup is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, you know, the summertime is a little less appealing because it's so fucking hot outside. I'm weird, though. Like, I'll... I'll still fuck with it, though. I'll eat soup. We eat soup, like, just like bagel bites. You know? Yeah. Soup in the morning, soup in the evening, soup at supper time. When soup's on a... Ba- I don't know. When that's soup like, is on the stoop. Soup is on the stoop. You can eat soup anytime. <laughs> so it. Robin's on the phone outside. Ted bursts into the apartment. Well, not burst. Ted walks into his own apartment where he's living with Robin at the time. And there's a naked man sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ted is kind of playful with his questioning of this gentleman. What, like uh, kind of who are you type of engagement. His and name the- is Mitch. Mitch. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So Mitch explains that this is his move. It's called the naked man. And gives us some good naked quality expo- naked exposition. Mm-hmm. And explains that the move is basically when a date is not going well, asks to use the restroom or some type of way to get away for a moment, and reveal yourself naked to the woman. And two out of three times, which two really hammers. out of three times. He really hammers home two out of three times, it works. Which is, uh, is a, funny. It's a combo of shock and, and awe. awe. Nice. There's, a, there's an episode that they kind of explain... The origins of the naked man, which is kind of interesting and kind of fun. 
I forgot that they did that later. Yeah, yeah. that was a great season nine little pull there. Yep. You get uh, towards the uh, towards the very end, you find out the origins of the Naked Man, which was a cool little thing for them to do. That was funny. I forgot about that. Yeah. Good pull there, my friend. Gotcha. So Ted goes down to the bar. Which is, for those who, like like we said, we're introducing this to people that have never seen the show. Ted and, at this point, Robin live in an apartment above a bar. Yep. So they go downstairs to the bar where they always hang out. And sure enough, uh, a couple other members of the gang sitting down there. We got a Marshall. We got a Lily. And we got a Barney. Rounding out the gang, minus Robin. And who's on the soup. Who's on the soup, hanging out, thinking about her sweet French onion. Mm-hmm. And explains that there's a naked guy on the couch, and and Lily is very surprised by this because she goes, "Oh, he's, she's been texting us how bad this date's going all night." <laughs> so uh, they all run back up there, and sure enough, the ch- old Chinese food menu that they used as a code to, that they were banging to each other as Mr. roommates, Mister Mister Wa- Wangs, Mister Wangs. Yeah, it's a dick joke. Don't gotta explain why that's funny. Yeah. You don't. Well, they actually say, don't got to explain why that's funny in the show. Well done. Um, And and the gang figures out, oh, snap. She fell for it. The naked man worked. She's doing it. Barney's blown away by this. Utterly just excited. Oh, yeah. It's a new way for him to land the ladies. Yeah. Barney's (laughs) like, I've been Mm -hmm. suiting up all this time when I could have been suiting down. And he starts plotting his plan to do the naked man. And then he tries to convince uh, Ted. Ted that he should also naked man on the date he has that night. Yep. Uh, With, uh, oh my God. Yeah, we were just looking at her on the internet. Looked up, looked her, no, I'm sorry, looking at her sounds really weird. <laughs> we, just we were just looked up her. the actress a bit ago because uh, she, is, she is phenomenal. The naked man and Vicky, who is Ted's date, Vicky. are phenomenal right. in this episode. A couple of great guest stars for this episode. Vicky is a woman that Ted had been running into on an elevator repeatedly. And eventually asks out. And Vicky is played by Courtney Ford. Courtney Ford. Who was in Dexter. Um, yep. And Legends of Tomorrow and then oh, a bunch yeah. of other stuff. Yeah, she's been around. She's one of those yeah. actresses that has had a busy career. And Ted's like, no, no, no. I really like this girl. I'm going on this date proper. And then we flash forward. All the while, Lily's compiling a, re- a 50 reason list to bang. Yeah. Uh, to Marshall's dismay, as Marshall being wholesome as he is, is uh, said he's like I just love people, you know. Anyway, I won't. That side of the story is not that important. That's just kind of. It is w- fun. It's, it is fun. It's a fun little sea story happening. Yeah. Over there with Lily and Marshall, cute. Well, I guess stuff. it's it's them, and then you also have. I think two other people are at the table. Yeah, most of the gang minus Robin are there when that when the list comes up yeah. when they start the list. Well, because it's they, no Robin's there because it, the list starts because Marshall calls slut on Robin yeah, after she bangs slut. the naked man. Yeah, which that part kind of sits weird with me because I'm I'm sex positive, I'm slut positive around here, but you know Marshall's a bit more wholesome than that. He's a Minnesota boy and he's only had sex with Lily his whole life. His school mascot was a they, hug. Uh, they hooked up in college, and they fell in love and got married. And so that's his one sexual partner in life, which is a running gag on the show. And uh, Lily, it all starts because she's bummed that she can never tell any crazy sex stories because everyone knows they're all Marshall. Yeah. Because they uh, only know that they've only been with each other. 
Yeah, and those, the reasons to have sex list ranges from accidentally dropped a Cheeto in that person's lap. They thought I was making a move, so I just went with it. To, Which is one of their anniversaries. Wow, this is getting hard. Yep. To, uh, to, many, to a bunch of funny reasons. It's a, it's yeah. a good little it sea story. It reminds me of... I don't remember if which one came first, but it reminds me of the list of, uh, I think it was Ted Marshall and Barney were making a list of candy that sounds like boobs or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mounds, et cetera. Mounds, yeah. double bubble. Yeah. I, it was either just a vaguely sexual candy or boob specific. But yeah, yeah. that's it. That's a, they do these running. This happens occasionally on the show. Not like far from every episode, but every a few times throughout the series. They'll get on a tangent of just like listing weird things for a while, and uh, mm-hmm. this but this is a good one of those, yeah. and a kind of early one of those actually. It is. I think yeah. this one came first. Yeah, this is very early on in that idea. Uh, my favorite is my my favorite one of those uh, is in a later season they get into a very heated debate about which is better, a duck or a rabbit. Oh, I think and the I, episode is actually called. Rabbit or duck. It's called Rabbit or Duck. Yep. Uh, great episode. A couple years down the road from where we're at here. Yeah. Uh, uh, guest starring... No, never mind. Different episode. Anyway, back to the episode we're on. Ted goes on the date. The date... With Vicky. With Vicky. And Barney calls Ted while they're both on different dates oh. to reveal that he's about to do the naked man. Much to Barney's dismay, says Ted says, so am I. And the camera pans out and, and reveals that they're, they're both naked in these respective ladies' apartments. And then Barney wants to know what pose he's going to display his naked man in, which is another little fun back and forth. Yeah, good back and forth. You have like the Superman, the Captain Morgan... The uh, um, the Mister Clean, I like the Heisman. That. And it's the really thinker. funny because they're on a like they're on just a normal phone call, so like not a video call or anything. Yeah. But they're still like saying what pose they're about to do and then doing the pose. In yeah, the, they like bring their their phone away from their face to do the pose. It's a uh, it wouldn't happen in real life, but no. it's 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 fun it, in the context of a television show. It works well for the television <clears throat> show, indeed. Yeah. And uh, Ted, after he hangs out with Barney, looks down at the coffee table and sees. His favorite book of poetry by Pablo Naruda. Pablo Naruda. Which he just says in like the most, he says it in the most condescending way ever. Pretentious way. Yeah, it's like it's, it's an over attempt to enunciate. <laughs> yeah. To the point of just like sheer condescension Pablo and presentation for sure. And uh, so he's like, oh shit, I'm making a big mistake. It doesn't say shit because it's network television. And uh, he puts his clothes back on real quick. And then she comes back out. He mentions the book. She refers to it as a flaming turd that a, that a previous hookup had left there and then re- says it's all written in Mexican and walks back out of the kitchen uh, to further accentuate what he'd already briefly alluded to, that she's a turd. And uh, <laughs> so then he decides he's going to naked man again after all. And so sure enough, we get to the big reveal. He reveals his naked man. Barney reveals his naked man. And on the third, back to the sea story... Lily, to make it up to make up with Marshall, plays the naked man on Marshall. Yep. And just as we were told early on in the episode, two, two out of three, three times. times, it works. Would you, the audience, like to a moment to guess which one didn't work? I'll, I'll leave a gap here. Five, four, three, two, one. Barney's didn't work. Oh, fucking oh, shocker. Oh, fucking shocker. Uh, Vicky hooks up with Ted. 
Uh, she literally just says, sure, and then just starts undressing herself. Yeah. Um, the woman Barney's with freaks out on him and kicks him out. <laughs> and, and ends up eventually throwing his phone in the toilet. Oh, yeah. When so, they try to call Yeah, him. they try to call to see if it worked. And she tells the gang that it didn't and throws his phone in the toilet. Uh, he has to flee naked. Yeah. Uh, Lily and Marshall make up through sex, as they often do on that show. Yep. And, uh, Mar- oh, meanwhile, Robin was on a second date with Mitch to prove that she wasn't a slut and that the naked man didn't work on her. And she's, like, trying to lie to Marshall that she has real feelings for Mitch. Yeah, no. Uh, she and Mitch roll into the bar. Lily and Marshall are there. Marshall claims he no longer calls slut. She tells him he can go. Throughout the time, he also reveals some very funny stuff about being in several fantasy football leagues, which resonates because I'm in several fantasy football leagues. And, uh, you know, funny... Funny other stuff that I don't have to ramble about every inch of the episode. Yeah. And then we get a nice wrap-up montage as the naked man walks away, and Ted explains the beauty and the genius of the naked man. And we see his silhouette. He does a weird monologue about how he's like this superhero. Yeah, he does it like very superhero-y. And then we get his silhouette as his trench coat flies in the wind behind him looking like a cape. And then Barney appears in the gutters trying to hide himself. And you hear some lady go, oh, oh my God. And Neil Patrick Harris is panicking naked running around. Yep. And then the uh, little like final mini scene right before the credits. Barney's just trying to find some clothes to wear. Finds a whole rack of suit jackets st- sitting outside. Fingers through them. Decides they're all, all of them are, uh, gross. Not, are gross. And walks away. He makes like a disgusted face. Very disgusted at these suit jackets while he's naked in need of clothing. So he would much rather be naked than wear these ugly ass suits. So that's the episode. It's, it's kind of weird in that, and as I'm realizing that we're telling you every detail of this episode while simultaneously telling you you should thing. watch it. Yeah. But, you know, we're weird people here. We're trying different things out. Yeah. Throwing shit at the wall. Throwing shit at the sticks. wall. So uh, maybe it's, this could be a more moment that I'll, I'll put this in the introduction when I record an intro. I'll be like, hey, y'all should pause this recording, watch these episodes we recommend, and then unpause. And you can hear us talk about the episode. Did you mention which ones? I, I only told the them about this one. I didn't say what the other, one, what the other episode was going to be. I figured I'd leave that surprise till we got to it. So uh, what, were your, what were your impressions on this episode, my friend? What, how do you feel about The Naked Man? Um... I love this episode. Like you said, it's very spoilerless, so it's it's a good. I'm I'm actually kind of curious. You said that one was episode nine. Yeah, ours are very close together. So the episode right before that was Woo, like the Woo Girl episode, and then you had the fight. So it was a nice, it was a nice middle episode between those two. Um, I really liked the, the the thought of something, like the Naked Man. But they played they played it out really well. Um, something that like I don't know it, it it was just really humorous in the way that they attack tackled like in a way why why people can perceive others as sluts. Yes, because we're all we're all humans. Yeah, we are. If someone was naked in front of me, I mean, if if I wasn't taken already, like yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, man, you know, I gotta say, I too would fall for the naked man. I or the naked woman. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, the, like the play, the move being called the naked man. A woman presents her, 
presents her naked man to me. Yeah. I'm probably going to just... What, do you, what would be... Uh, what pose would you like to see... Excuse me. It presented to you in... Ooh, you know, it takes the most effort, but I really respect the Burt Reynolds. Ooh, yeah, the Burt Reynolds. The Burt Reynolds is solid. Laying on that your side like one. that. That's a, that's a good naked man pose. I like the I've got boobs. Okay. I've got <laughs> boobs, and, she, and she's, she nailed she it. Nailed it. Um, that was Lily's, by the way, the, the I've got boobs. It's a good it's a good naked man. It's a good naked man. Um hmm, what would I what would I like? I think the Superman would be good. That's classic. For for a lady because yeah. you got the you got the got him out a little bit. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. Boobs a poking. What uh what do you like about the episode most? I know you got some notes. Uh yeah, I got a couple notes written down here. So um as far as like running gags, there's not there's not a a ton of the big iconic how i met your mother gags in this episode there's no challenges for barney there's no slaps there's no uh none of the huge ones um you do get to see ted's classic like diving too deep in on a brief crush like his tendency with women is the second he has any type of feeling he's just all in gung-ho and uh that's how he becomes with uh vicky after a mere couple of elevator rides in which they've spoken like four words, and he also yeah. has a weird gush moment. As where soon he talks, as he sees that yeah. book, too, like he's like, "What have I done? This right. woman is oh the God, this, love of my life. This book of poetry. She must be the one because she has the same book of poetry as me." Yeah. Um, so you know that it paints the Ted picture well in that regard. Uh, Marshall Marshall's wholesome Midwest ass. Yeah. Uh, also Actually, that is kind well. of uh, that's a running thing. Because yeah. he he grew up in Minnesota and I, like I said, and I only mentioned had it earlier. Sex with Lily. Yeah, the, his his hometown is very like everybody's nice to each other. It's kind of like Canada. Um, one thing they say one time is that his high school mascot was a hug. It's like that's one of the jokes. So the the running joke would be that he's so nice and where he's from is so nice that he's kind of soft. Yeah. Yeah, that that's definitely something they play on from here, f- from time to time, here and there, um, and then quotes the two out of three times things gets me the na- all all the names for regions to bang are great. Um, there's also a line. There's a throwaway line, but one of the reasons to bang that Lily names is to encourage positive behavior and good <laughs> habits. <laughs> And uh, so then Marshall replies, so that's why I get an erection when I floss. Yep. And that line's just really good. That's why I get an erection when I floss. It's just a really funny line to me. My MVP of this episode is a tied MVP between the two big cameos, in fact. I gave the the MVP to the naked man and Vicky, both of whom. Vicky, so when we finally see clips of the date... We see her, like, we see the waiter spill a little bit of water as he's, like, filling Ted's water or something. And she, like, throws a tantrum. She, like, yells at the waiter and says, tell the manager he owes us an appetizer. One of the ones with shrimp. shrimp. (laughs) And then we see her, like, saying just some other really, like, cruel and vindictive type of things. And then all that before the Pablo Neruda book uh, being a turd and being in Mexican. So she she gets... uh, God. Bill Lawrence, the creator of Ted Lasso and Scrubs and Cougar Town, has a term for actors he likes to bring back for recurring roles that are yeah. bit roles, and it's his on-set sh- on snipers. 
It's just people mm. that come in for a few lines here and there and just crush at whatever they do. And Vicky is that in you this know episode. Another she one? has like six lines and she's hilarious in mm-hmm. every one of them. Britney Spears is another one. Britney Spears is really funny in this She's show. another one that just came in. She's yeah. her her character is very quiet but like hilarious. Like the one episode where there's a whole bit they make her super homely. Yeah, so it's like homely. this running joke where she's like this homely every woman supposedly, but we're all sitting there meanwhile like that's fucking Britney Spears. Yeah. We saw your cooter when you got out of a car. So Yeah, I uh, I don't I don't buy it. Yeah, I'm a 35-year-old man. Britney Spears was very important to my adolescence yeah. and my coming of age. Yep. Like, that woman will always hold a special place in my heart. She'll be 90, and I'll be, like, 81, or whatever the age difference is between be us. And I'm just going to be like, oh, man, Britney's got it still. She's still got it. Yeah, my grandkids she... will think I'm gross, but, like, <laughs> it's fine. They probably already th- think we're gross, and they're not even alive yet. But <laughs> <laughs> the... When her first album came out, I was listening. It was, I remember because it was when South Park the movie came out around that time. So we were listening. No, it was when Chef Aid came out. The album Chef Aid. Yeah. The South Park Chef Aid. And then we were listening to Chef Aid. And then we would alternate between those two albums. Which <laughs> song are, from Britney, song from Chef Aid. Yeah. Where we'd listen to like the whole album of one and then the other. And it was the, uh, the starkest of contrasts. <laughs> Yeah, I would say that is indeed a stark contrast, sir. Yeah, when you're listening to fucking Cartman sing Come Sail Away, and then all of a sudden you're going to Hit Me Baby one more time. You know what was the best song Cartman ever sang on that show for me? What was that? My, my, my poker face, my, my poker face. Did he sing it on on the the episode? Yeah, Yeah, he sang it on... um, Is the Guitar Guitar Hero episode. Oh, was it really? Yeah, he like sings Poker Face. Huh. Okay. Or maybe not the guitar. I might be wrong about which episode, but he does do it well, on does an that, episode. That's an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Well, that was uh, was the neck, naked man. And uh, I gave it a I gave it a B plus to an A minus overall, depending on the day. But like, I agree. Just below the truly elite tier, because uh, some of the some of the elite tier episodes of How I Met Your Mother for me are also on that platform because the story has built so well to them. And I didn't yeah. want to use any of those today as we're trying to... We'll, we'll have different episodes about the story. Yeah, we, we have a couple different intended story arc dives we want to do with this show just because it is such a well-constructed... And honestly, it's one of those shows that I've, I've watched a number of times. Mm-hmm. There's not many ways to poke holes in the timeline that's presented and the the narrative Ted provides throughout. There's not they do a many. Pretty there are, good ge- there there's are a couple, few, but they're there. They're not very it, noticeable. They're not terribly they're all, noticeable unless you yeah, watch it. They're all pretty times. minuscule things too. Yeah. Like everything important lines up. Yeah. And I really respect that because we it's, should do it's a, a nine year love story. We that, should do a whole episode on our thoughts about the finale. Yeah, we can do a well I plan to cover a lot of the premieres and finales of a lot of these shows that I love the most. It's a good idea. Um, but yeah, I love that. So yeah, because the the con- the finale was so controversial for people. Uh, but we can we can talk about it later. But I have thoughts. Uh, yeah, I'm in the camp that fucking loves the finale. I am too. I I, I love that. That's great. We're we're just gonna bash people over the head with love for a finale that most people hate. Yep. Uh, I really do think it's like 80% of the How I Met Your Mother fandom hates the finale. And, and then there's and 20% of us like Eric and I who are just like, but it's so I can understand. Though. I can understand their thought. But again, no spoilers, but I can understand why people would hate it. Yes. But 
my ar- our argument was probably going to be super sound as to why it's the perfect ending. Oh, it's it's a chef's kiss <laughs> of an episode. It it's, is. I mean, they could have. I think it could have been done a little better and less. Yeah. Uh, less compacted. Mm-hmm. Maybe added two more, one more episode. But yeah. the the way the message about the ending is, is the story that takes place over the final three episodes which is if you break the finale it was an hour-long finale at the time but in streaming it's broken into two episodes as hour-long sitcom shows typically are yeah so if you take both of those and the one episode that precedes it and just add one or two more episodes to tell that whole yep. story i think it lands a lot better but yeah. i but what the story does is fucking beautiful i agree um we talked a lot about that that's okay well we can Which is really weird the... because the entirety of season nine takes place in the span of like seventy-two hours. Yep. And but then, it's done well, really well too. Yeah, and then and then another twenty years, but like yeah. seventy-two hours and then a twenty-year stretch. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll hop hop on over to the second episode for our uh, kind of getting you guys into if, if you're just now wanting to get into the show, a couple episodes that we can recommend and. Uh, this is the one Eric picked, and I think it might be the best uh, Hookian episode out there. He he picked it, and I watched it, and I was like, oh, this is way better than mine for the purposes. And it's just, this is in the S tier of How I Met Your Mother episodes. Tell them, tell them what episode it is, and tell them about it, buddy. Uh, so I chose uh, season four, again, season four, ten episodes apart. Season four, episode 19. Uh, it's called Murtaugh. Um, so the episode, I'm just going to read the, the synopsis off IMDb. It says, Barney tries to do all the things, all the items on Ted's quote-unquote I'm too old for this stuff list, which is actually called the Murtaugh list. Um, while Marshall's over-competitive side comes out when he coaches Lily's kindergarten basketball team. Um, so they said the I'm too old for this stuff list, but at the beginning of the episode... It's the Murtaugh list. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what kicks it off. For some reason, my brain is drawing a blank. Oh, uh, that would be TPing the... Uh, Barney gets oh, kicked out of laser tag. That's right. He gets banned from the laser tag establishment by a character who behaves a whole lot like Murtaugh from mm-hmm. the Lethal Weapon series. Yep. And decides he wants to TP the joint, and he's trying to convince Ted to join him. Yeah, and then Ted, Ted says reveals, he's too old for TPing, to which they he said that... That's go laser tag is going on the Murtaugh list. And so he explains what the Murtaugh list is. It's a list of things that he is quote unquote too old for. Rigs. 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 I'm too old. I'm for too this. old for this stuff. stuff. <laughs> he said stuff. So uh, if anybody's ever seen the Lethal Weapon series, uh, Danny, Glo- Danny Glover's character is Murtaugh. Gotta and, pause because of Donald Glover now, don't you? Yeah, I did. I do every time. Every I say, time. Every time I go to say Danny Glover now, I'm like, am I saying the right Glover? Yeah. Because I did that once in reverse when I was trying to reference Donald Glover and I said Danny Glover. And people you know what? Like you know what? You know what helps me sometimes? Donald Glover, his you can call him Don, or Dong Lover. Ooh. Childish Gambino's Dong Lover. Dong Lover. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Danny Glover's character is Murtaugh. And his catchphrase is, I'm too old for this shit. But, you know, for TV, they say stuff. Stuff. <clears throat> so he's got a list. Ted has a list called the Murtaugh list, which, in which everything on that he is, quote unquote, too old for. Um, some of the things he references are... Um, beer bong? Beer bong, yep. Uh, 
I guess the rest of it is on the list. The, the rest of it is like we see Barney doing it. He yeah. references like two things. It's like the beer bong and something else. And then now laser tag. Yeah. And then we see Barney. I'll let you explain the escalation. But we see Barney start to attempt as many things on the list as possible. Yeah. So they Ted and Barney make a bet where um, if. Well, Barney, Barney says challenge accepted where we get our first recurring theme throughout the series not the first one but the the first in our list of um recurring segments in this episode which is barney's challenge accepted um where he's going to do everything on ted's Murtaugh list um and he says that if he does everything on the Murtaugh list within 24 hours he will ted will help him um tp the laser tag place but if he doesn't do it then he's going to sit through a uh, how long was it? Like a three-hour. Three hour, it's a three-hour lecture, architecture lecture. Yeah. So yeah, so that that kind of kicks off the whole episode, um, where he's trying to do everything on the Murtaugh list. And then pretty quickly after that, Robin and Ted wind up in a conversation where Robin's like, "I think it's kind of admirable trying to stay young," and Ted explains how much how badly he wants to get old. He's like. You know, I don't got to worry about my career, my wife, all that. All that stuff happened already. I got a chair that takes me up and down the stairs. I get to yeah. eat supper at 4 p.m. every day. Like, lists a few reasons why getting old would be sweet. And then yeah. Robin decides she's going to join Barney and help him accomplish the Murtaugh list. Yeah. So the first thing he does is <laughs> they're they're kind of talking about it before, before that. But they say, like, there's no way he's going to do everything on this list. You think Barney's going to get his ear pierced and all of a sudden he comes out of the bathroom with a roll of toilet paper behind his ear that's kind of got blood on it and he says, get your ears pierced, chick. And then he says, I'm off to do laundry at mom's house. <laughs> so Comes back in later with a futon that he's purchased, places it in their apartment and says, crash at your friend's house on their futon, check. Yeah. So there's a, a ton of different things. Like, we could just sit here and t- tell you the whole... But I think it's more fun for you to watch that episode and then go into seeing everything that Barney's trying to do. Um, but in the meantime, while Barney's trying to do all this stuff on the list, Marshall is coaching Lily's... I think it's... Oh, it's kindergarten. Kindergarten basketball team. Um, but Marshall is very... He's such a... He's a very competitive person. He has three brothers. Three brothers or two brothers? Three brothers. He's got three brothers. Um, who, you know grew up with their very overly competitive, very hard-ass dad. Yeah, and at 6'5", he is described as the runt of the family. He is. The runt of the family. Runt of the Erickson men. Um, so he's he's trying to coach the kindergarten ba- basketball team in the way that his dad would do it, where it's kind of like like a normal basketball team. Like, where it's like... Uh, but yeah, like a normal like high school basketball team, school, though. Yeah, like yeah. he's coaching, he's coaching these five-year-olds like they're like twelve and up-year-olds. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's yelling at them, making them do suicides. It's hilarious. I mean, this stuff is my favorite stuff in the episode because I just think yelling at kids is really funny. <laughs> uh, he throws a basketball at one of them. It's like that's not running. He tell, that's falling. He tells them he's they're embarrassing themselves. <laughs> they're embarrassing Miss Aldrin, and most importantly, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> It's also funny because he's normally such a gentle giant, and every time you see Marshall full of rage, it's hilarious. Yeah, and Lily is sees this and is very much like, "This isn't how you're supposed to coach kids basketball." Like this she's is horrified. 
Yeah, she's horrified by it. And then she's like, well, they kind of talk for a little bit. And then Marshall says, well, how did you do it? And then it cuts to Lily, like, playing a guitar. And then these kids doing whatever they want on the basketball court, like, playing with cars and running around. And then this kid asks her what the score is. And she said, it's all tied up, but fun to fun. And then he runs off like a Muppet. The kid runs off like a Muppet, just going, yay! And, like, (laughs) his arms are flailing and his lower body flails in a way that just looks very Muppet-like. Yeah. I noticed upon my rewatch last night as I was, I just I was cracking up. I actually had to pause the episode for a few seconds because I was laughing way too hard at the Muppet running <laughs> child. Um, yeah, it's it's. I mean, this episode doesn't have a lot to it, but it's just they're taking those little stories and running with them for as long as they can. Um, well, I'm trying to remember, and then eventually. Uh, Robin and Barney create their own list and yep. up the stakes of the bet is the next phase of the episode. The second half of the episode, they've created the list of things that old people do. Yep. And they say if Ted can finish this list before they finish the Murtaugh list, they will up the lecture from three to six hours of architecture lecture. But if um, if the Murtaugh list can be completed first... Ted has to TP the laser tag joint and rip up the Murtaugh list. Yep. The stakes are high, folks. Yeah. High and stakes. <laughs> what, it, what were the two things that Ted pulled off the old people list? One was have sex with an old person and go oh, get a colonoscopy. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, remove these two items and you're on. He's like, remove getting a colonoscopy and having sex with an old woman. And this is a cakewalk. <laughs> um, this actually, so the, after that is the second time this line occurs. But it's probably the thing I say amongst the most frequent quotes of mine from the show. A gentleman's agreement. Huzzah! Huzzah! I do say that a lot, too. I do say that a lot. It really stuck with me. And I think this is the only time that it ever happens on the show. I don't believe this to be a running gag. Or if it is, it's like one other time. There's not... I feel like it, there is one other time. But I can't remember it. Yeah, because there's like... Lily becomes a commissioner of a bet. Yeah. But I'll be vague about it at one point. Um, I don't think it's part of that. And yeah, it wouldn't be. A, yeah, I don't know. If there is, I can't think of it. We'll, but, have, to, we'll have to look that up. Yeah. On Twice own, throughout but. the episode, a gentleman's agreement, huzzah, happens. And it just really tickles me. It's really good. Yeah. Because it's so out of place because they're in a bar and she's like, huzzah. <laughs> like in an old English. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's, it's great. And then um, come to find like Barney and. Robin end up at like a club, like a, a rave, and then they're like outside trying to get a ride home from Ted. They're like they're at a rave. It's super late. They just got out of the rave because it's on the Murtaugh list. And then they're like, "Call Ted, <laughs> call Ted and come pick us up." Somebody gave me aspirin, and I don't think it's aspirin. I think somebody gave him E. Um. Yeah. So there's the is very subtle. But Robin's definitely on a hallucinogen. Of oh some yeah, sort. you can tell. Well, she does the thing where you stare at your phone for a minute, and the phone is swirling, so you can't see yeah. the phone very well. That's why she struggles I to dial mix, Ted. To me, it always looked like she was like that mixed with looking for service, mm. like that whole like looking for service movement. Sure. Yeah. Likely story. Yeah. Looking for service. Yeah, service me. Um. <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, they it's like four o'clock in the morning. They're trying to call Ted to, to have him come pick him up. And then he's already awake because it's on the old person list to be up Wake at four up o'clock. Wake up at 4 a.m. 
Um, also on the list, take forever to answer the phone. Yep. <laughs> so when they call him, he's taking forever to answer the phone. He walks over and is like, he's got this like old person's button-down sweater on, tucked, tucked in. into his khakis. Like he's got a, Walking he's got a perfect like an old 80-year-old person. person walk going yeah. and outfit going. He plays into the old thing really well. Yeah. Ted is one of those people, though, that has been a 90-year-old in his heart since he was 20. Oh, My yeah. best friend Brock is this way as well, where it's just like... He's been a 90-year-old since I knew him at 14. Wow. And he's just slowly, slowly catching up to being 90. I'm the opposite. I've been like a 12-year-old forever. Yeah, I'm in that camp. Yeah. That's a good camp. That's a, it's a real up. fun one. Stay Um, So when they get back to Ted's apartment, because he picks them up at 4.30 in the morning, they... Barney's just sitting there and they're kind of bummed out that he couldn't do it. Oh, and the last thing on the list was the beer bong. So Ted grabs these really hot beers from the basement, these Russian beers, and he tries to get Barney to do the. Oh, the you forget beer Robin bong. makes a brewski joke. Oh, yeah. That's right. He's like, I'll take a brewski. <laughs> and then she's really proud of it. Yeah. I, uh, I like occasionally on sitcoms because on sitcoms, there's so many. Every character is an expert level comedian because they're all oh, being yeah. written by comedians. Exactly. But I like when they have characters occasionally be proud of a joke, especially yeah. a dumb joke. Yeah. Because that's so human. Like, like, so many of us make a dumb joke, but then we're oddly kind of proud of it. One and of the, Robin does that in that moment where she's like, I'll take a brewski. <laughs> yeah, brewski. One of my other favorite ones that Robin does is when, at the beginning of an episode, it's a cold open, when Marshall shows up with a box that his mom sent him, and she's like sitting on the couch, and she goes, what's in the box? What's in the box? And nobody says anything. She goes, seven, right? Right? And still what's notices her box? thing. And then she goes, yeah, I'm the jerk. Yeah. I like, like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm the jerk. That's what's her response. Box, yeah. Oh, uh, I, that's another one that I way overquote for how obscure it is. But like, and what's in the box? Well, it's funny because when I quote it, people that know Seven presume I'm actually quoting Seven. But oh, deep down, I'm quoting Robin Trubatsky quoting yeah. Seven. <laughs> it's like because I love Seven; it's a great movie. But I'm more, I'm definitely more quoting Robin than the actual film that she's quoting in that moment. Yeah. Um, and then to. Barney's like super miserable because he doesn't end up doing the beer bong. He's like, I can't do it. And so everything hurts. Everything hurts. I can hear my ear. Think about that. So after that, uh, he's about to cave. He's caving in. He's caving. He's gonna, he's gonna endure the Murtaugh list like Ted, but then Ted in classic Ted fashion pulls a swerve. Ted loves a swerve. He does. Ted loves a swerve. He sure does. And Ted explains <clears throat> that he went to bed at 8 p.m. because it was, it was on, on the list. list. And he couldn't sleep because it was, 8, it was PM. 8 p.m. And so he got out of bed and watched Lethal Weapon. And then he watched the second one. And then the third, the third one. one. And then about halfway through the fourth one, he realized Murtaugh kept saying he was too old for this shit. And he kept getting up. But he kept doing, doing, more, doing shit. more shit. <laughs> and uh, Ted then dramatically rips up the Murtaugh list. Grabs a huge thing of TP and says, we're going to TP laser tag. And then they, they celebrate. And then Barney goes, and then the hospital. TP, TP laser tag and then the hospital. And so they go to TP laser tag. 
they're they finish TPing, and then the guy who is supposed to be the Murtaugh character comes. He's like slash owner of the slash, lasers tag yeah. establishment. Really weird character. Yeah, he marvelously played though. Oh, well done for yeah. sure. So he comes out and he's like, he like scolds him for being there, and he's like, but damn it, if this isn't the best TP job I've ever seen, that's it. You're reinstated. He's like, really? He's like, hell no. I'm calling the police. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that character, another uh, sniper there, where it just only has a handful of lines, but is, and is basically just doing a Danny Glover impression, but is doing it really well. I didn't realize that this guy was in Dark Knight Rises and Face Off. Nice, man. Storied career for this actor. And Watchmen. The Big Leap, I see. Barry. Oh, that's not the Barry I think it is. Where did you see Barry? Way up there. Oh, oh no, it is the Barry it I think Barry. it is. Yeah. All right. Barry I, misread. I thought it said 2002 at the end of it, not 22. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, that wouldn't have been that. But yeah, he was, Barry's uh, great, by the way. Great show. I do like I got to finish season three. I'm like halfway through I've only through seen that. the first season, but I did super like it. Nice. There was a while where I didn't have um, uh, HBO, so I yeah, couldn't watch that it. That stands to reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, a good episode and then at the and the b story we didn't even touch the b story oh yeah well we lightly touched it yeah so we we got the first half so we saw the initial practice we saw lily get horrified we go to a basketball game of the team that marshall erickson has been coaching of kindergartners versus a blue jersey team that is supposed to also be kindergartners and ted explains that although they were probably only slightly bigger than the kids on marshall's team as the years have gone on and Marshall's told the story. And this is the thing that How I Met Your Mother does really well. They play with the fact that we're living, we're being presented a story. In stories, 2030. Yeah, so people's stories change over the years. They get exaggerated. It's like an airplane story. Hyperbolic little details keep getting added on. And before yeah. you know it, the initial incident has grown into this whole other fantastical Super thing. Super exaggerated. And so in this version of the story, is basically a bunch of like NBA player looking dudes. <laughs> They're like NBA, large uh, NBA players. They go to do the tip off and this tall like adult just like catches the ball above <laughs> the little kids for it, like a, well above the kids reach. Yeah. And just like pass it behind. They're passing around doing alley-oop layups and like all sorts of fucking craziness. In the second half, Apparently one of the kids turns into a teen wolf. Yeah. Um, There's a couple of my favorite lines actually happen in this segment where Marshall's talking to the ref. And it's like, come on, ref, that's got to be a penalty. He's like, my name is Kenny. And don't talk to me like that. It's like, oh, Kenny, Kenny, you're doing a great job, Kenny. Thanks, Kenny. And then later it's like, blow the whistle, Kenny. I dare you. you're killing me, Kenny. Yeah, like the Kenny and Marshall banter is good. He overly, overly uses his name. Yeah. And then at halftime, Lily and Marshall have a telepathic conversation, which, which is... Which is number two of the uh, running jokes that have gone on throughout all the episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the t- telepathic convos happen between several characters on this show several times, uh, ranging from Ted and Marshall, Lily and Robin... Uh, Marshall and Robin. Marshall and Robin. Or Marshall and Lily. Marshall and Lily. Um, And this is one of Marshall and Lily's. And he explains... So he reveals at one point that the score is 53 to nothing. He's Mm -hmm. like, it could be some other score. It could be 53 to nothing. Under his breath goes, it's 53 to nothing. Um, And in the telepathic combo, he's basically begging to coach like himself. 
And she finally is like, okay, but I'm going to coach like myself. And she goes and gets the guitar while he switches coaching styles. And Ted goes, and by some miracle, I don't know if it was the combo of both of their styles, but the second half went even worse. (laughs) They stomped and even worse. (laughs) Yep. And uh, all that shit's just really funny to me. Uh, the Teen Wolf thing cracks me up. It's just like, it's like come on, whole... Kenny, there's a Teen Wolf on the court. And then Lily's like, I know the Teen Wolf looks different, but maybe he's just, you gotta treat him the same. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, that's one of my favorite lines of the episode. I know the Teen Wolf looks different, but make him feel included or whatever. It's yeah. Like... So and then funny. you have like this little montage of the Teen Wolf doing like super high dunks, oh, over like trampoline everybody. style dunks for sure. Yeah, it's just ridiculous fun. Yeah, uh, it's definitely one of those where the B story was my favorite thing happening in the episode. Like all yeah. of all of the Coach Marshall stuff is fucking hilarious. To it's me. great. Yeah. The whole episode's great. I love the Murtaugh list story as well, but the the B side story cracks me up. I think the Murtaugh part is is my favorite, but I, I do like all of it. And it's with that that uh, I gave it an A. This was this is an yeah, A episode. An a. This is an A, a episode. A episode. It, it's up there with the higher episodes. Yeah, it is firmly amongst the elite episodes of How I Met Your Mother. Definitely. And uh, my all star for the episode. Oh, did you have an all star for the last episode? By the way, it's the Naked Man guy. The Naked Man's yours yeah. as well. I respect that. He earned yeah. it, man. He earned he it. Did. He yeah. did. And such uh, an impact. He, yeah, he did make an impact. Like when you think of that episode, you think of that guy. You know, yeah. he's he's kind of like the forefront of that episode. Yeah. He is the superhero. He really is. Uh my my MVP for this is Marshall. He throws a basketball kid. He he gets really mean. All of his banter with Kenny. There's just a lot of things happening with Marshall in this episode that I I just think really get me. So I I my, gave my MVP to Marshall. MVP is Robin. Ooh, I respect that. Yeah, cuz she goes along with all of it even though it's completely ridiculous and she goes along with everything on the Murtaugh list. She's kind of in the background this episode, but she as she's going along with everything with Barney, she's just taking it in stride and she has fun with it. Yeah, Robin's a, Robin is a is a strong MVP for this episode. That's a good yeah. pick. Um the gentleman's agreement huzzah, huzzah. helps in her favor. Sure does. Uh the McElroy and LaFleur line. McElroy and LaFleur. Uh, is fucking a young gold. renegade Mountie. <laughs> young renegade Mountie with his rebellious young new partner, hot shot African new African Canadian partner. partner. <laughs> African Canadian <laughs> partner. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, um yeah. yeah, it's uh Good couple episodes for, mm-hmm. for starting. Yeah. Um, season four is probably my favorite season as well. It's uh, It does this, have a lot of good episodes. It's, it's definitely in the prime stretch of this show. Um, I mean, there's just some bangers. Woo Girls, Not a Father's Day. Uh, uh, the Fight is a phenomenal episode. The Fight is a phenomenal episode. Yeah. Um, Benefits, The Possimple. Ooh, Three Days of Snow is Ooh. in the cute the the elite tier of cuteness of this show. I missed it. Three days of snow. Uh this is this will only be a teaser this will only be a spoiler after you've seen it. It's the Arizona State Gamecocks or whatever. Yeah. The uh, the, the fighting hens. I'm the sorry. Fighting yeah. Hens. Yeah, yeah. It's the Arizona Tech or whatever fighting hens. The whole running gag, one of the running gags in Three Days of Snow is Lily and Marshall. Lily whenever Lily returns from a place on a plane or, or if Marshall returns, they always bring each other um, like a beer or an ale from that state. It's a six pack. A six pack. Yeah. Um, 
and they're all all the ones that they like show in this little montage have like different different like punny names about the region they came from yeah and one of them was from aspen it was aspen yards ale and they couldn't figure out why and every time i laugh because it's yes aspen yard sale yeah and it makes me laugh every time yeah yeah it's a funny one it's a funny one but yeah i uh if those two episode descriptions well make you decide man i should watch more how i met your mother that's cool if you actually took our advice in the intro and watched these episodes before listening to us describe the entire episode Good on you, and I hope that you enjoyed the, both the episodes and our dialogue about it. Um, if you've seen the entire series before and you enjoyed listening to us talk about this these episodes, keep your ears peeled because we're also going to cover some various longer-form storytelling the show has done. And we're going to do something like this with more series going forward as well. Uh, Alex and I have already talked about doing this with Scrubs at some point in the future, Ryan and I have talked about doing this with Parks and Rec at some point in the future. I would love to be a part uh, you of that. And I, you and Brooklyn. I can do The Office. The Office, Brooklyn I know that's Nine-Nine. One for, that's big for you. Being nine I would love to do that with. So all these shows that we love, we're going to kind of try to present in this fashion again and talk about in other ways individually as well. And we'll keep doing weird category stuff like we've done in the past as well. So uh, keep your ears and peeled for After the Laugh Track. Endless well of ideas. Endless well. We just fucking love sitcoms. So we're going to come at them from as many angles as we can imagine. And then some other angles that we don't even know we can imagine right now. Yeah. Because future us are going to imagine those. Mm -hmm. And present Mm -hmm. us are dummies compared to future us. Let's let future us handle it. Yeah. Future me is a much more prepared guy than present me. Correct. Yeah. Same with me. But uh, make sure to like, follow, subscribe to all those various things that help the podcast keep functioning. The five-star ratings, the comments, the whole shebang, the kit and the caboodle. Uh, you know, I don't think it'll take you very much time. I bet you could do it in a very quick amount of time. Uh, also, make sure to check out the other fun things we're doing here on Good Fun Media. We've got our sports gambling show, D2B2 Sports, cutting it up about a variety of betting things, about the NFL, about the NBA, uh, doing a bunch of other weird shit like drafting Muppets for a fantasy football team and other nonsense like that. Uh, also, we've got morons in the multiverse that we're breaking down in great detail our deep love of the MCU and all things Marvel and uh, Fringe talking about DC occasionally and the ways that we would fix DC because it's a broken shell of itself and it needs someone to steer it in the right direction and all sorts of other shenanigans in the comic book fandom world. But... Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening to After the Laugh Track. Once again, I'm Derek Weber. And I'm Eric Lacoste. And y'all keep it sexy out there. Ryan and I dive into our 
favorite cold opens in sitcom history. It's gonna be pretty cool.